Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, but before we get to this, Jenks, I was playing mm-hmm. this game with my husband, and I feel like he's pretty good at it because he listens okay. to country music, and he also follows Major League Baseball. But I feel like I think about this all the time. When I hear a country song or when I hear a reliever come in from the bullpen, I'm like, yeah. hmm, that pitcher sounds like he could be a country music singer and vice versa. I hear a song on the radio and I'm like, hmm, that sounds like it, that could be a middle reliever in Major League Baseball. So <laughs> it's time to play Major League Pitcher or Country Music Singer. Hmm, you think okay. you can do this? Wow. Well, All right. For 20 years ago. All right, go ahead. Question number one. Austin Adams, is he a country singer or a major league pitcher? Mm, that sounds like a made-up name. Let's go country music singer. He ah. is a relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you see oh, what I'm man. saying? Doesn't Austin oh. Adams sound like a perfect country name? You know what I would like? I would like you combine the two and you have relievers in Major League Baseball or pitchers and they release country songs related to baseball, maybe related to the teams they play for, like Austin Adams, Bit by the Snake. And in the song, the snake is a woman who did him wrong. You know? That's actually awesome. And I think he should definitely do that because snakes (laughs) feel like uh, a natural intersection between country music and baseball. All right, so next up we have Bailey Zimmerman. Is he a country singer or a major league pitcher? Uh, That has to be a major league pitcher. Oh, wrong again. Bailey Zimmerman's actually a pretty popular country singer. He is? I think he has a song in like the top 10 right now. Uh, Because I was looking at the charts because I needed to find some. uh, Yeah, Rock in a Hard Place by Bailey Zimmerman is number 17 on the Billboard Top 40. But he sounds like a pitcher, I think, because the combination of Bailey Ober and there was a pitcher, who was it that played for the Nats? Zimmerman? Gordon Wasn't Zimmerman. there a Zimmerman? Yeah, they played for the yeah. Nats. Mm-hmm. So when I heard Bailey Zimmerman on the radio, I was like, oh my God, did this play in the guy play in the major leagues? So uh, you are 0 for 2. Let's see if you can get the last one right. All right. All right. Keaton Wynn, is he a country singer or a major league pitcher? Keaton Wynn. Keaton Wynn. All right. Let's go Wynn. He has to be, you get your dubs in baseball, he has to be a baseball pitcher. 
Keaton win. All right. Jake's yeah! finally got one right. Woo! Round of applause. Keaton win <laughs> is a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. This was tough to find him, though, because I feel like we know all the starters. But when it comes to relievers, like, I don't know every single reliever on every single team. Uh, so, Jenks, you went one for three, but uh, you got one of them right. Maybe we'll play this again next week and see if you get any better. But still, I thought it was a fun game to play. All right, That's so speaking one. of games, let's get to the Daily Baseball Slate. Let's start in Baltimore. Orioles and Reds squaring off. We have Baltimore minus 145, Cincinnati plus 120, Total of nine and a half runs. Jenks, there is one play and one play only that I like on today's slate, and it's this one. I'm going to be taking the over. A total of nine and a half between two of the hottest hitting offenses in all of baseball. Two pitchers, Brandon Williamson, Tyler Wells squaring off that are basically like fifth starters here. Uh, both have ERAs that, uh, well, I guess Tyler Wells' ERA is not too terrible, but still, you have two pitchers that I think both of these offenses that can absolutely score some runs off of. So I'm taking the over. Do you have another play that you're going to try to sell me on here? No, that's the play. And you're going to like this even more because Baltimore is starting Cole Irvin instead. He's that's what I, in, yeah. Yeah. So he's one and three with a 7.71 ERA, which makes the over even more enticing. They want to get Cole Irvin into the rotation. He was sitting back down to the minors. He's come back up. Hasn't gone long into games, but he hasn't proven enough to me this season that he's ready to go long. And even if he does, I think that absolutely makes us lean towards the over even more. Brandon Williamson can hit. And also, if you look at these two lineups, both are in the top 10 in virtually every batting metric, especially when you're talking about two lineups that hit left-handers really hard. So I'm going to play this down to nine and lay the juice and go over nine between the Reds and Orioles minus 145. Yeah, I love this. I love this play. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the only one I'm going to play. Like you said, both pitchers are really sketchy for both teams, so to put it lightly. And plus, uh, I think the Reds only have like one lefty in their lineup, Joey Votto. Uh, so I think it's going to be a righty, Bonanza hitting off of these lefties. So let's take the over there. Let's go to New York. Mets and Brewers head-to-head uh, -head here. We've got Milwaukee plus 155. New York minus 190. Total of eight and a half runs. We've got Colin Ray, who's three and four with a 4.88 ERA, going against Justin Verlander, who's two and four with a 4.50 ERA. Now, Justin Verlander has had some good ones, and I'm not ready to write him off just yet. But still, you're playing a Mets team that has been playing abysmal baseball at minus 190. So that's a no play for me. Is there any other way to play the Mets here? Or are you taking the other side? I, well, I agree with you. Why in God's name would you lay a buck 90 with the Mets just giving away baseball games? They're so bad right now. I like the over here, Chelsea. And that's where the money is headed. I would play it down to eight like I always do. Go over eight at minus 130. The, the sabotage factor is... Does Justin Verlander finally put it together? But he's been crazy inconsistent. He has not had back-to-back -back great starts, I don't think, all season long. Six runs, one run. Six runs, one run. Four runs, one run. Four runs. Like he's just all over the place, maddeningly inconsistent. And you got Colin Ray, a guy who's given up nine earned in his last 10 and a third innings pitch. Got the wind blowing out tonight at City Field. That's where the money's headed. I, you're always worried about Verlander showing out, but I like the over. I think the play that I was looking at here, and it's plus money, so take that as you will. Justin Verlander's mm -hmm. strikeout prop is six and a half. 
it seems a touch high because he's only gotten this three times all season. But if there's ever a spot where he is primed to maybe miss a few extra bats, it's against Milwaukee. This team has the third highest strikeout rate in all of baseball, striking out 27% of the time over the last month. This team strikes out a ton. So if there's any spot where Justin Verlander could possibly get this plus money play, it will be tonight against the Brewers, who are terrible uh, at putting the bat on the ball. Uh, let's go to Atlanta. We've got Braves and Twins here. Minnesota plus 165. Atlanta minus 200. Total of eight and a half. Sonny Gray facing Spencer Strider. Two excellent pitchers that have kind of tailed off a bit in the past couple of games, but still the larger sample size, which suggests that both these pitchers are pretty solid. So do you have a play here? Do you like a total? Or are you going to take Atlanta as big home favorites? I like the Twins here on the first five money line. I think Strider is being way overvalued here, and I like Spencer Strider a lot. I still believe he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. But if you look over the past two months, his ERA has gone up by a couple of runs. It's because he was so shut down early in the season. But he hasn't quite been the, the demon that we're used to seeing. And Sonny Gray is a hell of a pitcher. So I, I really like Sonny Gray at plus money against Spencer Strider, a guy who can always go up, but at the same time hasn't quite been as sharp as we're used to seeing. Twins first five money line plus 165. I love it. I like that, especially if you're going for a plus money play, because I don't mm -hmm. think Spencer yeah. Strider can be trusted as uh, somebody who, when you're laying that type of juice. But I'll say this. Minnesota has been tough to trust when it comes to their offense. They have a great lineup, but sometimes they just don't show out, as opposed to the Braves, who are the more, more trustworthy offense in this equation. But we were just talking about strikeout props. If you're talking about strikeout props, the team to go against is the Minnesota Twins. They have the highest strikeout rate in all of baseball, and we, might, we know Spencer Strider is a strikeout machine. He hasn't really been hitting his prop as much as he had been to start the year, but his prop tonight, nine and a half, it's plus money for the over. So he needs to get 10 strikeouts, which hmm. seems crazy. But he has hit double-digit strikeouts in four games this season. So maybe it's worth a play going against the Minnesota Twins, who are striking out almost 28% of the time. So maybe that's another plus money play that you should keep your eye on. Let's go to Texas. Rangers and Tigers here. We've got Texas minus 200 home favorites. Detroit plus 165. Total of nine runs. Uh, we've got Matt Boyd facing Andrew Heaney. Neither of these pitchers really inspire a ton of confidence for me. And I feel like Detroit's not one of those teams that you can just fade automatically. But uh, do you like the Rangers here? I will say they are the more trustworthy offense in this equation. I am going to fade Michael Boyd here. Matt and Boyd. I think he or Matt Boyd, sorry. I think he's I think he's a guy who in this spot is a guy worth fading just because if you look at how he performed against the Rangers earlier this season, he really struggled, gave up five runs in six full innings. Andrew Heaney has been the more consistent pitcher. I'm like you. I understand that, that he can be a little hit or miss, but he hasn't given up more than three runs in any of his last seven starts. Rangers are also the first five team in baseball. Tigers are the fifth worst. I'm going to go Rangers first five run line minus 140. I'm going to play that, and I'm going to play the over in the Reds. Orioles, that's going to be – those are going to be my two plays for tonight. I think the only way you play the Rangers here is in the first five because here's the thing about Andrew Heaney. 
he can be really good, but he's also somebody that sometimes struggles to get past like the fourth inning. Like he can have some really short starts if he is missing his spots and dialing up those walks because sometimes control is an issue for Sir Andrew Haney. So you play the Rangers, one of the teams that have been the best in the majors at scoring runs in the first five and hope that he can get to five innings. That's the only way you play this. Uh, but I don't think it's going to make the card for me because like I said, the Tigers have been feisty, especially when I play against them. So uh, won't be doing that today. Let's go to L.A. Angels, White Sox here. We've got L.A. minus 140, Chicago plus 115, total of eight and a half runs. Michael Kopech facing Jaime Berea, who's been pretty solid this year. I believe he has a two ERA. So for me, all about the Angels here at a pretty solid price on the money line. It's a good offense. The White Sox have been feisty as of late. But still, I think I'm rolling with the home squad. I was going to, but we're going to get Reed Detmers instead of Baria today. And when I thought it was Baria and I was handicapping this game, I love the Angels on the money line at minus 140. But I do not trust Reed Detmers at all. Dylan Cease has given up two runs or less in each of his last four starts. Detmer's gotten better this year, but he also is a guy who walks a lot of batters, and those White Sox bats have been pretty good lately. Luis Robert has been going off, so Chicago has a better bullpen in this spot. I think this price is too expensive for L.A. I don't trust Detmer's White Sox money line, plus 150. I don't want to trust the White Sox. I just don't. I can't do it, especially with Michael Kopech, somebody who has been – Plagued with giving up the long ball, I think it's either the over or nothing for me. If you think the White Sox can get it going, I think you just take the safer play and take the over because I think Kopech can give up a few long balls here, especially to a home run hitting lineup like the LA Angels. So I'll take the over here at eight and a half. And then finally, Nationals Mariners. We've got Seattle minus 250, Washington plus 200, total of seven and a half. Trevor Williams facing Luis Castillo. So clearly there is a pitching mismatch here, but it's also built into the number. So are you going to get creative here? Are you playing this one? Or is it a complete stay away? Mm, This is a stay away for me. If I had to play, the only way I could figure to play this is Mariners on the run line. And maybe go, I looked at the first five run line and I thought, okay, I'll play that. It's way too expensive. The first five run line is minus 175. Even for me, who loves first fives, I'm not doing that. So Williams was great last time out, pitched six shutout innings against the cards, but I don't think we're going to see that type of performance today. He's due for some regression. Castillo has an ERA of just over two at home this season. And The Mariners are very good in the first five, again, too expensive, but the splits, as you look at home and away, really favor the Mariners here. So I guess the only way to play this is Mariners run line minus 130, but ultimately, this is a stay away from me. I just can't find a way to bet it that I feel real confident with. Yeah, I think the way to attack it for me is looking at an ounce prop for Luis Castillo. It is very high. Uh, I believe it's 18 and a half, if I'm not mistaken, which means... It's either 18 and a half or 19 and a half. I need to double check it, see if it, if it has moved. But the Nationals are a great play when facing efficiency pitchers because the Nats don't strike out. They don't walk. So it means if you are an efficiency pitcher and you don't mind giving up contact, you're going to go deep in the game because you don't have to throw as many pitches. So I'm going to take the outs prop for Luis Castillo over 18 and a half. I believe it's plus money. He's hit this in three games so far this season. 
I think it's going to be a good night for Luis Castillo. I think uh, the Nats are going to put the ball in play, but uh, they're still not a great offense. So I think he goes pretty deep in this game. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.